You're listening to the Platte River Bard. The Tomb of Pan by Lord Dunsany. Seen, as they said, that old time Pan is dead. Let us now make a tomb for him and a monument that the dreadful worship of long ago may be remembered and avoided by all. So said the people of the enlightened lands, and they built a white and mighty tomb of marble. Slowly it rose under the hands of the builders, and longer every evening after sunset it gleamed with rays of the departed sun. And many mourned for Pan while the builders built. Many reviled him. Some called the builders to cease and to weep for Pan, and others called them to leave no memorial at all of so infamous a god. But the builders built on steadily. And one day all was finished, and the tomb stood there like a steep sea cliff. And Pan was carved thereon, with humbled head and the feet of angels pressed upon his neck. And when the tomb was finished, the sun had already set, but the afterglow was rosy on the huge bulk of Pan. And presently all the enlightened people came and saw the tomb and remembered Pan, who was dead, and all deplored him and his wicked age. But a few wept, apart because of the death of Pan. But at evening, as he stole out of the forest and slipped like a shadow softly along the hills, Pan saw the tomb and laughed. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And today we are here with Dana Schweiger, playwright, director, actor, and president of TAG, that would be the Theater Arts Guild. Platte River Bard would like to welcome Dana Schweiger. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming to talk to us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. We're excited. So, uh, it's 2020. Heck yeah. of a year. <laughs> Finally right? done with that, thankfully. Coming out of 2020, now we're into 2021. What is, um, what is TAG thinking about, looking forward to uh, for 2021? What does 2021 look like now? Well, hopefully 2021 will see the uh, reemergence of theater in town. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, some theaters in town have been able to continue with their mission of providing entertainment for everyone, whether it's been through virtual performances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, you know, in, in some instances, um, actual in-house where we all wear our masks and suffocate while we watch each other on stage. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> 
But one of the things that Tag was working on when I first started, this is my second year on the board. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, we began the process of revamping our strategic plan. And then, of course, the great pause happened. Yes. And in some ways, as much as I hate to say, thanks, COVID-19, in some ways it helped to crystallize some of the vision that's, that uh, TAG has moving forward. Fair enough. So um, it's just a probably too lengthy... Uh, backstory with TAG. Um, TAG originally, when it started out, one of the main features of TAG was to become kind of the, the hub for artists, for theaters to go to for information on auditioning for plays, uh, play dates, you know, pr pr production dates, performance dates, things like that. The reason being is because really none of the theaters or very few of the theaters at that time, especially the smaller theaters, had the resources to have their own website and things like that. And at the time, print media also played an important part yeah. in in putting that out there, that information out there. And, and while places like the Omaha World Herald will still put in audition information and things like that, mm -hmm. they used to have a Sunday section that was devoted strictly to the arts. Uh, yes. It was called the entertainment yeah. section back that. in the day. Mm -hmm. yes. And uh, they don't have that anymore. And so yeah. when that started to go away, TAG kind of made it part of their mission. They had a, a program called Get Real Experience Live Theater. Mm -hmm. And they uh, became kind of the hub where everybody could go. It's wonderful. And then over time, uh, as you know, social media came into existence and kind of blew up and website development became easier to do. It became less expensive. Theaters started doing it on their own. And so that was a feature that while we had it and our artists were still using our website to come and find those places. They were also going to the theater websites themselves, as they should. Why not? And so it became less about how we can help the brick-and-mortar theaters and more about how can we help artists themselves. Yeah. Okay. And with the unfortunate advent of COVID-19, mm. that kind of crystallized our focus into yes we should maybe become more of an artist advocacy organization okay. and and not that we don't support our theaters in town right but the artists make up right what is inside those theaters and that's where our focus should be and that's really wonderful too because we don't have, I'm not aware of any equity, not, well, not much equity um, theater in Omaha. So it's great to have an organization behind the artists where, you know, they're volunteering their, their abilities and skills for mm -hmm. these theaters and mm -hmm. um, have somebody to help be their voice. 
Correct. Yeah, I believe, um, and I haven't worked with Nebraska Shakespeare, but I know that they, you know, they have some equity performers and things like that. And I think yes. there are other theaters in town that, uh, you know, like the Blue Barn and things like that, mm -hmm. that, that pay their actors, which is wonderful. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of, you know, what we would all like to strive for. Yeah. But I know, you know, a lot of artists uh, lost contracts uh, here in town or outside of town when COVID hit. And so all of right. a sudden, you know, they were struggling to pay utilities and rent and things like that. And so TAG, along with Amplify Arts, came together and came up with an artist relief fund. And we were able to help some of our artists in town. And then TAG followed it up with a, a fundraiser and received some more funding and had a second round of artist uh, emergency grants to help out and that you know that really it was something that tag was behind in our board meetings and and we were like yes 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 we have to we have to help out and so as we've you know been sitting here trying to come up with our strategic plan covid actually helped to narrow our focus in in yeah. a lot of ways right and artist advocacy you know for us and and I'm going to just say this, that although you were kind enough to say that I'm a playwright, uh, not <laughs> a word, not a wordsmith. So um, <laughs> while I, while I say this, uh, well, as I, I say this, we don't have the, the actual wording hammered out. So, so I'm going to kind of speak in generalities uh, sure. about this, but, but this is, this is where we're headed. Okay. So, you know, I think with arts advocacy, besides just talking about, you know, from a financial standpoint to help out also, obviously we want to make sure that we're advocating for safe spaces, whether that means in the time of COVID, you know, in a pandemic, one of the things that we had talked about that, that TAG struggled with was how do we continue to promote performances that were going on in town? Because you obviously want to promote those because we want them to continue to receive revenue, whether it's online or, or however it is, so that, you know, we don't lose any theaters and theaters don't close their doors. But at the same time, we wanted to make sure that we weren't advocating and saying, hey, it's okay for you to go to the theater in a pandemic. Yeah. Right. 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 So, so we didn't want to look like we were endorsing that it was okay while at the same time, you know, right. we didn't want people to think that we didn't think that the pandemic was a serious issue, right. I guess would be the way to say it. Sure. Right. So what we chose to do was to put a disclaimer on, on anything that we put up through tag social media. So anytime uh, we were more than happy to put up and continue to be happy to put up anything anyone wants to send us, but we are going to continue with the disclaimer that says, you know, please be aware that this is happening. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not saying it right, but mm -hmm. the basic gist is that yeah. it's happening during a pandemic and, you know, just be aware if you're going to audition, remember you're auditioning during a pandemic, you're seeing a performance during a pandemic. Right. We did that even for 
performances that were done online where you obviously were safe but we kept the disclaimer in there because we wanted to be consistent right mm -hmm. and we wanted to make sure that you know we were advocating uh for our artists and and sometimes it was a little confusing for people and and you know we had people that that reached out and said why why are you doing that we're being safe we'll send you our protocols please do please send us the protocols but we still have to you know, it's nothing against you. It's nothing against your theater. It's right. it's nothing against you wanting to go out and audition. We're just making sure that we're advocating for everyone. So whether mm -hmm. that's in the time of COVID and making sure people understand the risks that could be involved if you tried to audition or went to a performance, whether that's not in the time of COVID and making sure that the rehearsal space is safe um whether that means making sure that there are intimacy directors that are involved making sure that if anyone feels like they are being sexually harassed or verbally being bullied mm -hmm. or what have you yeah. that we make sure that the the space is safe for the artists and if that means that we have to try and help educate people um, maybe that's what we end up doing, but you know, those are things that we still action items that we'll have to hammer out once we have the complete strategic plan in place. But these are things that we're talking about. How can we make it safe for the artists? How can we be advocates for the artists? And the other thing is again, involving advocacy, how can we make sure that everybody's voice in the theater community is heard on an equal basis right. that no voices are silenced right that's wonderful and i'm so glad that we're doing that so kudos yeah. to you guys <laughs> yeah yeah and i i i i can't i can't uh let you go by without saying uh just thank you for for jumping back in the podcast because we would be remiss yeah if we didn't mention that uh, you have recently sort of retired from the 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 podcasting arena, as it were, taking uh, a break. They're taking a break for a while. We'll say temporary retirement, maybe, maybe yeah, not, think, depending on how I you think, feel. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Nelson. I think Nelson on The Simpsons said it best. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we just want to say we we were listeners and 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 yes. fans of uh, what you did, and uh, and as as we know of uh, a lot of people around the area, I know many people who, who listened to, to uh, all of your interviews and stuff, and we just want to say uh, thank you for all of the content that you did produce for yeah. all the local folks here. Uh, well, and thank and thank you guys for for continuing and and doing your podcast as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's enough space in the airwaves for everyone. Yes. And I'm yes. I'm certainly glad that, you know, and especially during the time of covid that you all have been able to continue to do what you do and continue to provide a voice for theater in the community. So thank you, yeah. Platte River Bard. Oh, well, thank well, you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad we can at least get the conversation going um, about yeah. art. Well, so. yeah, we'll be doing weird stuff this year, but yeah, we'll, we're we'll, going to miss our tag night outs. We, we are going to miss our tag night outs, but hopefully, well, we hopefully. Will be able to get back to those. <laughs> 
Ho- yeah, hopefully, you know, if everything uh, goes according to plan uh, across the country, uh, there'll be, you know, needles in arms and pretty yeah. soon there'll Jeez. be butts in seats, right? Yes, indeed. Chris has the ingenious idea that we should just uh, have Amazon drop off our next stimulus checks and a self-injected vaccination <laughs> at the same time because Amazon is so efficient <clears throat> at delivering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, well, it and yeah. Then, you know, instead of like when you go to order something online from Amazon where it's like your prime day is Tuesday, it could just be, yeah. you know, vaccination day is yeah. Thursday. That's and your also, they're bringing day. your checks. Yeah, so, bring, so, bring so, your so, checks. So, you know, they'll be there. Because it's like, okay, give me my check. Get a vaccination. <laughs> thank you very much. Here's your check. Right? All right. Have a nice day. Yeah. You know, thank you. Am- oh. Thank you, Amazon, for stimulating me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get everybody vaccinated that way. Perfect. So then we can get back to theater. Solved. There we and go. Stop this silly pause. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dana. It's so wonderful to yes. talk to you, and we look forward to learning more as as you learn throughout the year what yes. Tag is is doing for the arts community well, I t- here. Yeah, I tell you, uh, as soon as we as soon as we get the uh, mission vision. Boy, that say that three times fast. <laughs> Mission, vision, values set with tag. I would love to come back on, or yeah, we have my uh, president-elect Jenny Poole come back on and give an mm. update. I, I would, I would love that. So, yeah. thank you so much for inviting us uh, to come on and and to give an update. Our You're pleasure. always welcome. Yes, definitely our our pleasure. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dana Schweiger. And please be sure to check out all the awesome podcasts that Dana Schweiger did. Her podcast is called Thank You Five. The podcasts are still out there, and I know that there's a few more that will be coming out here in the next month or two. And I will put the links to her podcast in the show notes. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Dana, for that interview. It was really nice to talk to her and get an update on TAG. Yes, and I hope that she comes back, and I think she's going to come back and periodically update us, and we'll include that in our podcast. So we're super excited about that and Mm -hmm. possibly some other theater organizations around the area as well we'll include for you in our podcast yes absolutely Uh, and of course you may have noticed at the top of the show we kind of started off with a a, a little story uh, about pam from lord dunsetti uh a little different from us we're just we're gonna it is the platte river bard after all folks we've decided to be a little bit more bard like (laughs) yes and change our format around a little bit we'll still probably have some of the traditional format but we're going to be changing some of the format a little yes we'll still talk to folks and uh see what's going on around the area for sure and then we're going to throw in some little performance stuff and we'll try to work some music in as well some more music this year Mm -hmm. and uh and a lot of just different uh, interesting ideas. We're just going to start throwing uh, different arts-related Barty-type ideas at the wall and uh, and seeing what we like. And so let us know if you have any ideas as well. Feel free to let us know on social media what you'd like to hear. Fair enough. And before we end with our poem, Songs for the People by Frances Ellen Watkins Harper, here's a little bit about Miss Harper and her extraordinary life. Miss Watkins Harper was born September 24, 1825, and died February 22, 1911. She was an abolitionist, sufferist, poet, teacher, public speaker, and writer. She was one of the first African-American women to be published in the United States. 
Born free in Baltimore, Maryland, Harper had a long and prolific career, publishing her first book of poetry at the age of 20. At age 67, she published her widely praised novel, Iola Leroy, in 1892, placing her among the first black women to publish a novel. As a young woman in 1850, she taught domestic science at Union Seminary in Columbus, Ohio, a school affiliated with the AME Church. In 1851, while living with the family of William Still, a clerk at the Pennsylvania Abolition Society, who helped refugee slaves make their way along the Underground Railroad, Harper started to write out anti-slavery literature. After joining the American Anti-Slavery Society in 1853, Harper began her career as a public speaker and political activist. Harper also had a successful literary career. Her collection, Poems on the Miscellaneous Subjects in 1854, was a commercial success, making her the most popular African-American poet before Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Her short story, Two Offers, was published in the Anglo-African in 1859, making literary history as the first short story published by a black woman. Harper founded, supported, and held high office in several national progressive organizations. In 1886, she became superintendent of the colored section of the Philadelphia and Pennsylvania Women's Christian Temperance Union. In 1896, she helped found the National Association of Colored Women and served as its vice president. Harper died at age 85 on February 22, 1911 nine years before women gained the right to vote. Songs for the People by Frances Ellen Watkins Harper Let me make songs for the people, songs for the old and young, songs to stir like a battle cry wherever they are sung. Not for the clashing of sabers, for carnage, nor for strife, but songs to thrill the hearts of men with more abundant life. Let me make the songs for the weary amid life's fever and fret till hearts shall relax their tension and careworn brows forget. Let me sing for little children before their footsteps stray, sweet anthems of love and duty to float over life's highway. I would sing for the poor and aged when shadows dim their sight of the bright and restful mansions where there shall be no night. Our world, so worn and weary, needs music pure and strong to hush the jangle and discords of sorrow, pain, and wrong. Music to soothe all its sorrow till war and crime shall cease and the hearts of men grow tender, girdle the world with peace. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. 
please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.